0: The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer.
1: Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with another trailblazing innovator. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Dr. Eric Braverman founder and medical director of Path Medical. Dr. Braverman, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much, Joe. It's a true pleasure and a great love for the intrepid and communicating the newest ideas on how to make our lives better by making our brains smarter with age.
1: Well, we really appreciate the time you're spending with us today. Before we start our discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background? Okay.
0: I'm Eric Braverman, MD. I'm a physician, I started as pre med at Brandeis University, graduated summa cum laude, but Phi Beta Kappa. But my main luck and blessing was that I got a job right in college from at the Princeton Brain Bio Center. Uh, Notables at the Princeton Brain Bio Center was the team that wrote uh, with Leo Zillard and Einstein to Roosevelt uh, to get us the bomb and to beat uh, both the Nazis and the Russians. In addition, I was in Stockton's house to sign our Declaration of Independence and worked with uh, George Gallup. I went on to graduate successfully from medical school at NYU with honors, and I worked with Rodolfo Linus, who kept a brain alive in a dish for over 10 hours without a body in various animals' models. I continued to work and research the Princeton Brain Biocenter, set up a PATH Foundation that was funded by the Druckenmiller Foundation, and set up PATH Medical and make a new primary care brain first. I've worked at this for over 40 years, and where we've worked on everything from nutrition, hormones, diet, and every age group, from a children's craving of drugs children's learning disabilities, to middle age failures and adolescent and 20, 30-year-old failures to grow intellectually into the leaders they want to become in their field, to understanding why people forget who they are as they get older and the two main groups of dementia, which are non-memory and memory dementia, better known as amnestic and non-amnestic, but basically most people think dementia is a memory loss, but it's attention loss, judgment loss, abstract thinking loss, new language acquisition problems, and a host of other cognitive inabilities to grow and think well and to advance your life for quality. So my whole career has spanned every generation of brain problems, even in utero. A fetus has brainwaves at 50 days. So my research has been wide ranging. I've had about 40 or 50 world famous scientists and fellows from Nobel laureates, distinguished graduate generals to the founders of Haight-Ashbury clinics, to the founders of Children's Disaster Relief, and recently had a conference on why people crave drugs where the president's drugs are honored our researchers and our conference. So it's been a good career and devoted to always thinking the brain's the most important organ. I claim I'm like Columbus. I discovered an organ called the neck, which <laughs> is in most people, their heads attached to their body. And I discovered that in most people, as you get out of your mother's womb head first, you got out of health trouble head first.
1: That's so great. hopefully
0: I wasn't too long winded. But oh, it was perfect.
1: a great deal we have done a great job of giving an overview of Path Medical as well. Could you tell the types of patients, maybe if you restricted your geography in any way, that you work with through Path Medical?
0: Now, Path Medical's got patients from probably 50 to 70 countries over the last 10 years even. Wow. So people fly in from Dubai. They come in for three days, three nights. Look, people take vacations for seven and 10 days. They can give their brain three days. As a general rule, the majority of problems that our children relationships are having, our marriages, our parents, our grandparents, the loss of height that we see at all the weddings where everyone's shrunk, the dried out skin, the dried out brain, the less loss of twinkle in the eyes. I'm looking at a picture of you right now. You have a nice twinkle. (laughs) The thickening of the man's neck, the abdominal belly fat. All of this relates to the generator, which is what the human brain is, fading out. So it turns out not to know your brain impacts every aspect of life and love. And everywhere from the Bible, where Moses lays hands on Joshua, Jesus lays hands on the head of people to heal their head. Most people have come over history to recognize our mindset and brain set are the most important aspects of our health.
1: Dr. Braverman, I've Reading, I've seen you said the sad truth that healthcare right now is brainless. What do you mean by that?
0: Well, I mean that the brain is not assessed related to organs. Let's take a look at the head and we'll go to the thyroid right below the chin. The thyroid nodules and sluggishness is frequently thought as the main cause of weight gains. It turns out leptin-resistant, which is from the brain called section called hypothalamus, but leptin resistance, a hormone that's made that doesn't shut off our appetite for carbs and salt, and insulin resistance, which is somewhat related to the prediabetes in 35%, is far more related to weight than thyroid. In addition, a lot of people have blocked nostrils. They never test their nostrils. They don't steam. They don't understand how bad the air is in the Northeast. In particular, their sinuses got circles, have sinus congestion, uh, they snore at night intermittently or all the time, they don't have mouthpieces, they don't have uh, allergic rhinitis treatments, they don't do the neti pot in the correct fashion, so it goes all those little details, two pounds a month. All right, so now you got just not paying attention to sinuses, brain chemistry, leptin, insulin, blood sugar. Uh, then there's food absorption and diet, and then there's sleep cycles and metabolism of the brain. Every drug that treats weight comes from the brain, whether the Amer- you read what's called the American Bariatric Society, which is an, an approved AMA board that recommends Tenuate, Fentermin, and a host of other weight loss agents, Didrix, Bontril, Topamax, uh, and, and Altrexone. These agents all impact the brain, and and there are also other agents that impact the brain that cause weight loss, and yet you already see the brainless aspect in which weight is, uh, is, is examined, and so the ultrasound shows a decreased blood flow called transcranial blood flow, so the brain's metabolic state, which accounts for 25% of your calories being burned, is ignored as a weight factor and the thyroid is treated as more primary even though people have men have a thickened neck they add an inch to their neck size on their shirts and they're snoring they lose no one even does their height so their metabolism is going down their bones are crunching down so weight itself in its core aspect of brain metabolism related to calcium magnesium is as well and height loss ignored and you just keep going down the line you go to cardiac status if you go to heart as you go down and lungs huge amounts of asthma and cardiac disease are controllable with ssris which is whether you uh, want to use them or not that's another issue lexapro and prozac but they function as brain salts some of them are very inexpensive there are also natural imitation, which includes tryptophan st john's words hydroxy tryptophan But it's called the sad heart study that people with any bit of sadness uh, have much higher rate of having a stroke or a heart attack when they don't treat common levels of anxiety and mood disturbance. The military uses post-traumatic stress disorder. They use Lexapro. So you go from post-traumatic stress to post-traumatic growth. Many, many asthma patients have a mixture of anxiety. They don't have proper allergy testing. They don't know that allergies also are controlled by the brain when you're anxious, when you're not sleeping. Uh, Things like Benadryl, Claritin-D are used, but they're frequently used without taking into consideration what fits the brain. In other words, some of them will get weight loss, some of them work better. So now we have asthma attacks, uh, smoking addiction, which is also shut off by Tenuate and Welbatrin and brain energy compounds, meaning that there's nutrients and drugs that will shut off smoking appetite. So emphysema and asthma, the core lung diseases, run on dysfunctional brain, and no pulmonologist takes into account the brain. The thyroidologist, Thyroid specialist doesn't take into account the brain. Uh, The cardiac specialist rarely will take into account the brain. In other words, the beta blockers treat the anxiety disorder, but frequently the arrhythmias of the heart are due to anxiety, tension, alcohol use when people start drinking, and yet there's no alcohol testing and urine drug screening, which 25% of the United States is positive on a urine drug screen on any given day. Meaning that they've used a little bit too much opiates, Xanax, uh, pot, something. All right. And right. yet where's the urine drug screening? Where's the taking into account of addictive behavior? Where's the taking into account of mood? Where's the taking into account of sleep cycle? The brain is attached to the body through the neck. Cardiac and pulmonary disease are dominantly brain related. People think you're going to feel your moods and you're going to feel these problems. This is not so. The brain is the Titanic going toward an iceberg. The brain ages with very few symptoms. And so most people have no clue that their brain has atrophy on a 3T MRI. Uh, A beam test shows their processing is slow that they're uh, thinking quickly but they're moving slowly like an old person in the right lane we say to myself my god the guy's turning but he's taking 100 milliseconds or a tenth of a second to get over that lane and the symbol of ignoring the brain over and over again in every aspect of healthcare is the is the problem of the era and it even goes if you go back into the neck you can go to what's called a parathyroid hormone that controls height it depends heavily on a steroid, how it works from vitamin D and how much sunshine you get. And if you're not taking vitamin D, it depends heavily on your estrogen and testosterone levels that fall. And when the estrogen and testosterone levels fall, you get amyloid deposited into brain, meaning you basically get tar and sticky highways like the old West Side Highway had potholes and tar. And so you end up with a road that you can't send chemicals along and so all of a sudden your hormones have fallen down because of your parathyroid in your neck. And every endocrinologist that treats the parathyroid and uses the parathyroid hormone to help with broken bones and height loss doesn't take into the account of the symphony of hormones that affect dementia. So now you have a catastrophic cascade of consequences from not paying attention to the brain. It's really, it's really a Pearl Harbor. I mean, everybody knows that when you got hit by Pearl Harbor and we entered into war, we were catastrophically unprepared in a catastrophic cascade of defeat. This occurred in the Civil War at, at, at Fort Sumter and, and uh, you know, basically in Harper's Ferry, the, the decay or deterioration of lack of preparation for war. This occurred for George Washington being chased out of New York with lack of of revolutionary resources in preparation to fight the British Empire. And so we have a long history of losing battles first and then trying to muster the resources. The United States medical care system has completely lost the battle on aging and death and dementia. It doesn't pay for a memory scale. It has no connection to our height and our back and our uh, bone structure, which feed our brain. It doesn't pay attention to our metabolic ultrasound proven nodules on the thyroid. It depends on blood tests and doesn't connect it to the brain. It doesn't connect the cardiac and asthma and emphysema and and cardiac arrhythmia and cardiac valve disease and cardiac failure to untreated hypertension. And it goes on and on and on to every organ system that the brain is neglected and therefore brainless. In fact, the most incredible thing is women come in and say, I've had... 40 breast exams, 40 vaginal exams, and no one's tested my memory of my mother or, and I don't remember anything, all right? And they have uh, five car accidents, and they haven't had an attention computer test. They've had low work output, and they haven't had a brain voltage or brain energy measurement. They haven't had sleep. They can't sleep for weeks and years and years on end, and they haven't had any sleep teaching. They've had chronic sinus problems that affect their sleep and their snoring and their mouth breathing affects their marriage. They get divorced. They sleep in different rooms because of snoring and no one teaches them how to take care of it it goes further and further i mean i can go to a sex drive the man with premature ejaculation has a serotonin dysfunction and we can give him one pill that stops it we have most of the erectile dysfunction that most people are younger they grab cialis and all the other drugs frequently it's their head that's affecting their sexual life and whether it's sex life, and then it goes to intestines. What about belly fat? And what about all these individuals that are getting indigestion? It's not just the, it's their craving for salt, white flour. Their brain chemistry is abnormal. When you crave, it's like craving pica. When a little kid in Bronx grabs uh, each you know, uh, paint chips, He's got a chemical imbalance where he hasn't been fed properly. Well, I got bad news for you. If you're eating salt, white flour, junk food, uh, salty, fatty, greasy foods, you're you have, or if you're snorting coke, or you're smoking pot, or you're smoking cigarettes, you have a form of pica. Meaning, it's like it's it's no it's no healthier for you than uh, paint chips. But the brain is so disturbed and so neglected. And so last to be thought about in food selection, that you have a national crisis in food selection. And it goes to once you have a food selection, a country that grabs salt and sugar all the time, then you have a a nation that restaurants throw salt and they, on your food and they think you're cooking for you. They forgot how to use rosemary, basil, oregano. They don't use the cinnamon enough. They don't use spices. There's no spice racks on the table. There's just salt and pepper. You know, most restaurants still, still serve white flour. There's no fiber, stop, which stops you from eating. And you now have the cascade of a country's healthcare system by missing the brain and having the wrong leadership to the body, which is the heart. They think the heart's the leader of the body, it's the brain you end up with poor dietary selection and a, a food industry that becomes a partner to the drug industry, that becomes a partner to the hospital industry, not necessarily on purpose, but that is the net result. A nation that's sixty percent fat, in which twenty five to fifty percent of its citizens are on some form of anxiety and depression agents, some type of sleep pills, some type of poor well being, some type of counseling without getting an brain IQ. We have no, so Joe, we have no brain IQ in the United Mm. States. You people have no sleep IQ. They have no weight loss IQ. They have no uh, hormone IQ and and how it relates to dementia. They have no height IQ. Patients come in, they're worth a hundred million dollars and their doctor has never, you know, they're world famous generals and military figures and no one's ever done their height loss. All right. And they don't understand that their brain controls through hormones, their height and their loss
1: of height with age.
0: I hope that's not too long-winded an no, answer. Good. That's
1: good. good. Really good. Um,
0: and, and you know, it goes on and on. I can tell you every single organ in the body all right you know the gallbladder gets sick from the fat the pancreas gets sick you know typically sick from the alcohol the spleen gets sick from the uh, failure to control the blood supply properly the intestines get sick from the wrong food and the chronic state of anxiety the the, the uh, rectum gets sick because you didn't have enough fiber you didn't choose enough fiber because you were eating white flour you craved the white flour because you couldn't think well so when you couldn't think well you got adderall from your doctor rather than a brain health checkup and now you're on adderall then he st- and then we you run out of Adderall all the time in the United States. You stop the Adderall and you binge. It is one cascade after another. The entire United States healthcare budget of 20% of the U.S. economy can't produce health and spends more money on the last month of your life than it spends on you for, I don't know, possibly your whole life. And it's a death industry. It's a heartbreaker. But I got good news for you. You know what the good news is? That's Half a Medical's news. brain health checkup is cheap, affordable, doable in every primary care city and every primary place in the United States. We'll restructure the entire health care. There'll never be another brand of health care that will be as important. The computerized physical will find every little demented part. Our children, instead of getting 33 vaccines, talk about brainless. The kids have no brain checkup. We let our kids get 33 vaccines from our pediatrician, and they may or not, they probably poorly done. They should be consolidated into a smaller number of vaccines. But regardless of that fact, it's unbelievable. You can go, you you know, you can be the wealthiest person in the United States. You can have your kids and every major school from Andover to Choate and your kids are still getting vaccine while they're at Andover. They're engaging in unsafe sex, picking up STD, smoking a lot of pot, learning incapable, committing suicide. A small percentage of them having car accidents while they're drunk or stoned. And they why why should you be surprised? Uh, you spent all that money on fifty, a hundred grand on a yearly payment for and over and yet all your kid came in with those vaccines. He didn't get a memory test. He didn't get an attention test. He never got a temp and, uh, type and temperament review. He didn't get an understanding of his personality. He didn't get shown that his bones were weak. He broke his a person, broke their leg. They broke their collarbone in football. They broke. They got hurt in sports. They didn't get a proper teaching how to protect their body. They, they, they didn't understand risky behavior, whether it's risk of playing as I did rugby without a helmet or, or a football without a helmet in your backyard, or if you're taking risky behavior by driving 80 miles an hour while you've been drinking as a high school kid, our entire, or you're going into Columbine and blowing away your friends with guns, the kid has access to antidepressants with no brain checkup, no sleep information, no behavioral education, no self-IQ, I mean, no training. I could tell you a sample. I mean, all these kids that come to me now 20 last 20 kids have had injuries to their brain using drugs never diagnosed before they have atrophy they have slow processing speed they have voltage problems they don't know how to sleep they don't know the importance of vitamin d oh my god it is they don't understand addiction to computer systems The worst made in the United States catastrophe in healthcare allocation of services, what we call this is allocation, is that we're vaccinating our kids with a high rate, although not that high rate to be that successful and oftentimes unnecessarily vaccinated. But we don't we allow every kid to go to college without a brain health checkup. All right. Without a learning disorder checkup. Joe, it's unbelievable to me. All right. So now you have the death uh, on the geriatric side. You got people falling dead and end up in the hospital. You know, we have a joke. They slip on a banana peel and they wake up with seven organs removed. I mean, it's just, you know, and then it's a kid. The kid gets his 33rd vaccine. He can't sleep and he he flunks out of high school. I mean, sure, he got all his vaccine, but he flunks out of high school and now he's a drug addict in the street. We right. have nothing being done for the brain, so we ought to get to what a brain checkup is, and it's gonna, and we've standardized it like the heart checkup. Let's, it's this, it's that easy, Joe.
1: Let's talk about that. You have developed something called the P three hundred test. Tell us how you believe it will significantly improve all this.
0: Okay. First thing they realize is I grew up in the era of heart disease and everyone in the United States knows they need an EKG, cholesterol, HDL. Some people know they need LDL, C-reactive protein, an echocardiogram. If they have heart arrhythmias, they know to get a halter monitor and they know to get a stress test, right? Everybody, mm-hmm. almost everyone in the United States has that kind of cardiac IQ. Right. So what I said to myself is that, boy, that's an incredibly successful way for me to pretty much put a stop to stents and bypass. Not all of them. We have the greatest technology. Uh, I'd love for us to be able to take the excess number of doctors in these, these fields and, and export them to around the world because the United States wins other countries over by our generosity and compassion. So I spent my whole life studying since the Princeton Brain Bio Center, first job, 1975, 41 years ago. What are the best tests for the brain? First test that no one knows you got 100 milliseconds to lose in the course of your life. So the, what the, what, that's called the P300. The reason why they call it a P300, it means positive brainwave at 300 milliseconds. Most people, when they do a counting test, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. If they start to think how quickly they can rethink, they realize they can think in a third of a second. Some people think at 280 milliseconds, which is a quarter, closer to a quarter of a second. All right. right. When people become demented. Their P300 goes to P400. They think at 400 milliseconds. When they're comatose, their P300 is a P500, 500 milliseconds. So we're going to give you a simple. Situation to help you understand this. When a 20 year old Roger Clemens or great baseball player comes to the Yankees or some team, he throws 100 miles an hour. A decade later, he throws 90 miles an hour and he's starting to get hit. And everybody knows they have to learn how to pitch. At 40, if they're still in the major leagues and they're throwing 80 or 85, They've lost 15 milliseconds on their fastball or 15 miles an hour, and they're getting clobbered if they don't hit the corners and they don't pitch perfectly and they don't set people up. That's what a typical 40-year-old life is today. It is an individual who's not as quick as they were before that has to reach back and become a better, sophisticated worker. That loss of processing speed varies. Some individuals don't lose it till 80 and some don't ever have it. Even at 20 years old, they have poor processing speed inside the computer. The second portion of that test is some people think fast but cannot act on their thoughts. As people age, they have a circuit gap or a delay gap or a short circuit. This was described in a famous movie that uh, away From Her where they said it was like she lost a circuit every year and each person loses some circuits every year. And what makes us alive? The body is just insulation. The brain is the live circuitry. All right. The brain's the software. And the way it works is that you lose the circuits and you process slower. So now your P300 says you're 40 years old. But when you try to uh, write longer or do something with it, your brain age is an 80 year old. And these short circuits increase, showing partial dementias. And essentially, everyone from 40 on has partial dementias. And everyone from 40 under has developmental differences, meaning the guy learns math, but the kid doesn't have emotional IQ. His hippocampus, which is a memory center for emotional IQ, is damaged, but his cortex is beautiful. The other kind, you know, a 20 year old uh, woman could have a temporal lobe atrophy and a slow, and a great processing speed with wonderful memory, but no concentration. Everybody has a brain age and a brain print, which they go into life completely unprepared by a medical system that spends 20 percent of the U.S. economy. They develop brain problems that account for 50,000 accidents or deaths a year due to attention failure, which is equivalent in the military to what we call a friendly fire, killing ourselves by drinking or driving or not driving correctly and texting while driving, and a host of other illogical errors of attention. Numerous errors of losing our jobs, our relationships with memory difficulties, not being able to perform well at work, are due to brain speed on the P300 being lost, and voltage on the P300, or energy or stamina being lost. Even a guy like me used to work from 7 a.m. to midnight every night. So now I'm doing – lately I've been doing 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. So I've become an older doctor after 40 years of doing this. So it is a loss of intellectual stamina, and it relates to almost everything. It relates to blood flow into the brain. I can measure with a simple transcranial ultrasound, the P300, I can measure with a simple two-electrode system. I can measure with a new form of MRI every little atrophy, shrinkage, and highway damage in the brain. It's 15 times more accurate, powerful MRI. It's called a neuroquantification with a 3T, alpha 3T MRI that's better than virtually every MRI that's in the cities and available to the average person. We have PET scans. There may be some expense to it, but no comparison to the expense of untreated dementia. 25% of my patients are already testing positive for dementia at very early ages with loss of metabolism and glucose in the brain. The body gets sweet and hot with cancer and blood sugar up, and the brain gets cold and dumb. All right. With, unfortunately, poor blood flow, poor metabolism and poor utilization of sugar and energy. The excitement of the new age is the following. Just like after World War II, the United States uh, became supreme. It made the bomb faster. It made the submarine. I'm made the submarine better. The uh, aircraft carriers, they learned to fix them as they went with Admiral Nimitz on the way to Midway. Here's what we have. We are capable right now, Joe, of the United States fixing every kid's brain and in the United States, stopping the craving for drug addiction, cutting the craving for salt, sugar, and carbohydrates, stopping the flow of dementia, raising the Medicare age from 65 to 80, and restructuring the entire health care system by retraining the physician's brain-first health care. I
1: love it. Right? I love it. Dr. Braverman, I wanted to talk a little bit about Alzheimer's specifically. What can you tell us about your unique treatment of Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia? All
0: right. So Alzheimer's is the word of, Al- of Alois Alzheimer, a 1906 discovery of tangles inside the brain of demented people, I believe, in Russia. And they call it the Sputnik of dementia, all right, because they didn't do much with it as far as I'm concerned. All right. So here's how it works. Some demented people can't if you say boat, shoe, tree, and then you ask them three seconds later to say boat, shoe, tree will say boat, shoe. Some will remember nothing. It will not register. Some cannot spell the world, the word world backwards or count back from sevens. Some don't know the date. Some get to the point where they can't, they're like two-year-olds, they can't control the urine and can't do anything. So dementia ranges from the age two-year-old function to an age 20-year-old function, all right, meaning that an immaturity of the, a regression into immaturity, all right, of the brain. So the treatment varies into four categories depending and mixed based on severity, Treatment is drugs. So, I'll give you an example on the drugs that are specific for dementia. They like Aricept and Amenda, They're known to change the memory of boat shoe tree by one point. And Remember, there's thirty versions of that question. So, that change of one point doesn't really make that big a difference. All right, it is a stall tactic for anywhere's from a month to zero stall, to a two-year stall. There are other techniques that are looked at where they clean the blood out and they try to stall the deterioration by three points out of 30 out of these simple memory tests. Then there's our approach, which is that approach plus, 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 which is to find it when you know you've slipped, but you haven't slipped enough for most people to realize it. The treatments include then still drugs, meaning reduction in anxiety, depression, improvement in sleep, cleaning out of sinuses, getting rid of a drug or treatment for every medical problem that contributes shrinking your thyroid nodule, speeding up your thyroid, stopping your height loss, stopping your blood flow loss. Blood flow goes down from 40 on due to the set loss of muscle, which is the second brain. I mean, second heart of the body is muscle. Muscle pumps blood faster. Muscular men have better blood flow than flabby men and flabby women. It is a total global repair selecting from the categories of drugs, hormones, nutrients, and diet and lifestyle. Lifestyle is your responsibility, but not exactly. Most of us cannot choose to live well if our brains are damaged. If you pretended, and God forbid everyone pretends right now, that your head got hit by a baseball bat a couple times, you would still be you, but after a severe concussion, you're not the same you because you have blood clots, atrophy, uh, little uh, lacuners we call them, or calcifications in the brain. You have a temporary loss of metabolism that can be permanent. You have brain cells that died. Trauma. Aging is a is like boxing with Muhammad Ali for a lifetime. Aging is an unraveling of our health with an unraveling of our muscle and ligaments. Aging is a giant scar and wound. So we select a program of diet and nutrition, and then we assist the patient through changing the 20 known hormones that are FDA approved and available over the counter by prescription, 20 plus. We fix those things. So we stimulate the brain to think The body is not dying and it stays alive. The brain's got a thousand years of tread on it. The body's got at best 100, 120 years of tread. So this body has to be repaired with clonable, fixable, immortal parts. This flesh has to be raised incorruptible, all right? Meaning that we have to continue to repair the body and continue to give the brain an opportunity to thrive. It is the hormone replacement, it is the change in diet, it is the medication. And it is the recognition that no human being can take a treatment and change their blue eyes to brown in a real sense. I cannot turn you, uh, Joe, into a seven-foot-one center right now (laughs) with growth hormone and playing for the Knicks here in New York. There is what Stanley McChrystal says in his articles on terror. He says, constantly reassess, focus on what you know you can change. Relentlessly reassess your progress and win. Death is a terrorist chasing humanity's future. There is no abundant life, John 1010, abundant life without the bruising of death. There is a medical system that will devour the U.S. economy due to fear of death and inadequate care for the kids. So here's the program in a nutshell. Use the greatest technology and computers to do all physicals of the brain and body. Once that is done, choose an evidence-based repair of the things that are known we can change. So I can change an 80-year-old brain speed to 20, All right, but I can't change Terry Schiavo to a live person. So I'm going to give you a pause for a second and say how how bad is the failure on the misbrain? So Eric Braverman got involved with the Terry Schiavo debate about a decade plus ago. Terry Schiavo was a comatose bulimic who spent 16 years being force fed as a bulimic. She had doll's eyes. Senator Frist said that she, and that doesn't mean I don't have a great admiration, took the bullet out of Petraeus, but he said that she was alive. All right. I told Bill O'Reilly, she's got nothing but water in her head. She's got I've seen the uh, I got the neurological records. She's flatlined on hyperventilation on what I call the brain age test. She's dead. Sanjay Gupta said I was wrong. Uh, she he's a neurosurgeon neurosurgeon and a cardiologist have had no brain death training. They've not. That is the gap. These men are some of the greatest men in the United States, Gupta and Frist. They both got it wrong. The Republicans spent hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and everyone else did keeping her alive and trying to stop her from having her plug pulled. The newspaper spent hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars talking about it. And guess what? She was force fed, bulimic, nothing crueler for 15 years with two thirds water in her head. And Bill O'Reilly, who's a strong, conservative, amazing guy, love him, put me on the air and said, how did you know? Because. We have the computers in this country better than an iPhone to test the brain if it's alive or dead, rather than looking at doll's eyes on a kid, on this this poor kid. This is the heartbreaker. But guess what? Every day, there are hundreds of thousands of Terry Shivos shooting up uh, gay bars, shooting up uh, high schools, shooting up. Our kids, by running over them, I had the recent tragedy of an alcoholic who ran over a three-year-old. This nightmare of the missed brain is the catastrophe of the United States. And if you really want to know the spiritual answer, just like every general in the United States knows, that they train those generals like nothing else. It's called the capstone program. They take a person who's been rejected, who's had gone through the whole mill, and they ri- raise him to responsibility and leadership. The brain is that leadership. The absence of brain health checkup and general doctors is a catastrophe. The United States has a healthcare system where a group of doctors flying home on an airplane over the Everglades. It's called the valueless jet. And the plane pilots get Ebola and it's going straight into the Everglades. And guess what happens, Joe? The Republican surgeon You know, Al Reagan cuts off the Democratic or left wing of the plane and bills Medicare and the Democratic surgeon cuts off the right wing and bills Medicare. All right. The GI guy scopes the rectum of the plane looking for controls. And the urologist goes to the toilet bowl looking for controls. The uh, the endocrinologist says it needs Levitra and testosterone to get an erection and come up as a plane. And that gynecologist says throughout all the luggage will do remove the uterus and ovaries. All right. The insurance guy takes a parachute and jumps out because he doesn't have life insurance. He only has major medical for them. The shrink talks to the airplane about its childhood. The cardiologist changes the ductwork and does a bypass. The chiropractor adjusts the airplane while the podiatrist puts the landing gear out. The plastic surgeon says it's a Jewish airplane does a no job, job for self-esteem. <laughs> it is endless, Joe. Boy, Guess where yeah. they go. Someone finally says, go to the head of the airplane and take control. So guess right. what Dr. Braverman says. We have a healthcare system spiraling into the Everglades and it's valueless jet. We need to take control through the brain. That's simple. All right. We go to the cockpit. The men say there's no controls in a cockpit, so we have to get a woman doctor for help.
1: <laughs> well, I have a perfect example, and it's me, Dr. Braverman. Two years ago, I blew out my knee. And I went to an Andrew's trained physician, and he did surgery. And after a little bit of therapy, he said, you're done. You're not going to run anymore. You should swim and bike and do other things. And I was a runner, not a competitive one, but to keep my weight. Well, the, and, and The running
0: was what treated your anxiety and gave you a zen of running, or so to speak, an exactly. internal meditation prayer. It gave you a nice head,
1: right? Yep. So two months ago, my wife sees this thing on Facebook that says, basically, are your knees shot? come try this therapy. It turned out to be a chiropractor. And he said to me exactly what you've said to me, you got to treat the brain. And he's treating me. And I couldn't walk up and down stairs before without help. And now I can do that fine. I'm now running again, chasing fly balls at my son's little league practices. And because he worked on the brain first, I believe is why this is happening. And the things that he's doing are re-stimulating things that Mm -hmm. died because of injury and other things that have happened over the course of
0: time. Right. So here's the story, what you just told me. So you got a short victory at the moment. The general that gave us the current victory of the United States is the Marshall Plan that got the entire world's economies by showing love to our enemies and some kind of kindness as the victor and leader of the world. So Marshall Plan... Did the trick. But here's the story. With McChrystal and post trauma and what Mattis said was post traumatic growth. If you do not grow new ligament tissues, you will not have a long term victory. The long term victory will depend potentially on knee braces, new muscle, injections of PRP, injections of hyaluronic acid, injections of stem cells, growth hormone to grow new ligaments, forteo, which stops, which is parathyroid that stops height. If you want to avoid knee construction and have the kind of victory the United States had post-World War II, which depended on Marshall and Eisenhower's plan, you're going to have to have a very specific multi-ligament rebuilding program, which can include also testosterone. The relentless reassessment described as Ms. Crystal's seven techniques to win the war on any disease requires relentless reassessment, so a 3T MRI of that knee. The danger is, which I've heard in the past, is a person does better from the chiropractor, which I'm extremely favorable towards. It's my view of the world from the book of Ecclesiastes that a human being is a golden bowl and a silver cord, and that the chiropractor should be one of the treatments of this system, should be your chiropractor should be mandated to have to work with an internist. And the intern is mandated to work with him, right? Right. And I want that chiropractor to then train that guy. But I want him to then say, all right, Joe is better. I want to see his new MRI. I want to know if I'm building enough ligaments. I want to know if he's using Tylenol and Ecotrin. I want to know if he needs a knee brace. And I want to know, Joe, are your shoes good? So that's the need for what's called collaborative care. Are you on high tops so you don't twist an ankle while you twist your knee? Are you using proper supports? Are you building the right hormones? Are you sleeping? I'm looking at you now. I'm wondering if your sinuses are okay. I'm looking at your nose and your sinuses and your eyes. I want to rebuild you and get you the 70, 80-year-old piece Pax Americana that the United States got by the Marshall Plan. And I am a student of general's. And and I've learned the hard way the PAL doctrine, which is another important health doctrine. He says it's very hard when you start building up two, three, four, five wars that you're going to win them all because it's too many problems at one time. Guess what happens with healthcare? care? You, you pull your – you twist your ankle, then you hurt your hip. You'll have a hard time, and then you hurt your back, and then you can't sleep, and then you can't gain weight. And all of a sudden an individual is now – Failed on what's called the Powell Doctrine. They have five major medical problems. That occurs because the healthcare system is spending its bulk of its money early on on vaccines without healthcare, and end of life with sur- too many surgeries, too many end of life techniques without quality of life control. So the U.S. military generals in uh, over the last hundred years can teach us a lot. All right. And they teach us also, as Grant said, when he was backed against Shiloh and ready to get thrown into the water and killed. And Sherman said to him, well, what do you think? We're pretty much dead, aren't we? He says, tomorrow we'll lick them." That attitude, it should be the attitude of every doctor towards death. And so each step of the way now, the goal is to give you a victory in your case with your knee problem long term. The United States doesn't need another guy walking around with a pile of metal knees. We need you walking around with your regular knees, playing sports, enjoying your children and getting a 25 year victory over knee disease. All right? I hope, uh, hope I hope that wasn't too long-winded and weaved in the military side of how I see long-term and short-term victories.
1: No, I love it.
0: All I right? love it. I, I certainly don't want victories as a doctor of when we exited uh, Vietnam where I think South Vietnam held up for about 6 months.
1: As we get closer to wrapping up here, I'd like to ask you one more question about Alzheimer's and dementia. What would you recommend to a family member that's starting to see signs of Alzheimer's or dementia in a patient?
0: Okay. We know that simple over-the-counter hormones like pregnenolone are powerful. Estrogen remains the best hormone for women, testosterone the best hormone for men. Nutrients like resveratrol, DHEA, and fish oil are part of the greatest nutrients available, cheap, and simple. Everybody can buy themselves choline powder, which is the precursor to the main memory compound that goes into yogurt. And everybody can come up with a DNA repair program, a basic program to stop what's called deposition of amyloid, which relates to now viral exposures and infection control in every individual And any type of head whiplash or trauma from seatbelts to head helmet wear and any sports protect the brain from future dementia. So the good news is fruits, vegetables, they all help. They're all proven to slow up dementia. Smoking, obviously, any drug, alcohol accelerates dementia except for red wine is sort of an exception. All right. In some moderate amounts all right nicotine can temporarily help the brain so uh, initially nicotine makes you smarter but long term will give you dementia but it does work for a while dope is the worst by far i i I hate telling the generation that's legalizing marijuana but (laughs) marijuana is a dementing drug cocaine is a very dementing drug so heroin is a very dementing drug all right. And we still have to deal with reality. All right. That sexual choices, regardless of sexual t- choice, the studies on sexuality is that the average gay man lives 20 years less long as the heterosexual male. They can I mean, look at these studies over and over again, to be certain, but sexual choices, whether it's STDs, how we live our life sexually, all contribute to dementia. All right. They what they do is they activate amyloid proteins. And the good news is dementia is going to be defeated. It's a curse of dumbness as we get older. I envision a United States where everyone's getting smarter into 100 plus lifespans, 200. I'm going to tell you some other good news. We already have diseases that kill a child at age eight, making him look like 80. We have the ability right now to scientifically give a cascade to get a hundred and two hundred year lifespan with increasing intelligence for each person. No one would, everyone would laugh at this. Alexander Graham Bell, when he was told that he moved the telegraph into a telephone and he got iron to speak, he was told, next thing you tell us that someday humanity will land on the moon. His response to my understanding is he claimed it was ridiculous. All right. That is what people thought with landing on the moon. We and that's what did everyone think we were going to all have iPhones like Maxwell Smart? I grew up on Get Smart. Everyone had a shoe phone. I mean, it's unreal what's happened in our own lifetime. I'm telling you, we can get 120, 150 year old lifespan and do it. I don't believe things either, Jojo. Don't feel bad if you don't believe me. When the market was at 2000 I pulled out when they told me it was going to $16,000. right. The bottom line is I didn't know money. The yeah. markets you know, went up eight, you know, ten, into the tens of thousands, unheard of. We can break the aging code. There's only one country or two countries with the resources to do it right. Maybe three countries, but the bottom line is we can break the aging code, raise Medicare to 80, all right, and have better citizen productivity like never before. The United States can have 80, 90, and 100-year-old people creative and smart with my techniques. There is no amount of money that you can pay to get that in terms of that it's going to benefit us. But guess what? It's worth it, and it's cheap, now, it's all doable, available today. You can be smarter than ever before. You just got to invest in your own health care instead of a wristwatch in another boat.
1: Good deal. Well, you certainly inspired me, and I know our audience, Dr. Braverman. As we wrap it up here, I want to remind the audience that they can learn more by going to www.pathmed.com and get your questions answered, maybe even reach out and contact Path Medical Dr. Braverman, it's such a great pleasure to have you. Thanks for sharing your wisdom with us today.
0: Thank you, Joe. They have to remember just the brain controls the body. The only proper physical exam today is with computers and that you always need to consider the Army, the Air Force, the Marines, and the Navy. And so if you have to consider all four aspects of the service, you have to consider all four aspects of treatment, hormones, meds, nutrients, lifestyle, and of course, your own health choices. Uh, Bless you and bless the audience. It's always good when you're right to back it up with might.
1: Absolutely. That wraps this broadcast on behalf of our guest, Dr. Eric Braverman. I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.